0: Around the country, black buffalo tobacco alternative, bold flavor, full pouches with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. You can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and two percent cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin, so they know we sent you. What is going on? I'm John Middlecoff. This is the 3 and Out Podcast. Mailbag. Full mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire up in those DMs and get your question answers on the show. Obviously, we usually do this over the weekend, but because of Memorial Day, people on boats, people on rivers, people hanging at the beach, people legitimately doing nothing, we thought we'd save it uh, for the week. So, also, I didn't really want to do a podcast on Monday, and so we made it the mailbag. No, I'm kidding, but kind of not. Let's start with um, the first question. Aloha, John. Recent new fan, loving it, fellow NorCal guy. His uh, 32,000 followers, Hawaii guy. I love Hawaii. With the schedule release, what is the projected win total for the Niners this year? Do we actually see Jimmy G dealt before the season starts or is it going to be mid-season after injuries? Do you play fantasy football at all? Let's start with your last question because sometimes I get DMs like, why don't you talk more fantasy football? I don't play it. I'm not against it. Uh, I, I've just never really got it into it. I, I play. I've played a little daily fantasy, but I've never had a fantasy team. It's just not really my jam. So I, I can't fake it. I gamble. It's why it's very easy for me to talk about gambling. I don't play fantasy football, so I don't talk about it. But I, I know a lot of you guys do, and I'm not like against it. It's just something you know. It's one of those things in my life I never got into, and now I got too much other shit going on to devote time. I can do a daily fantasy. I actually like it in golf more than football because whenever I play daily fantasy football, I never win. Uh, I, I, honestly, I don't know on Jimmy G. No clue. I, I was Kyle said the other day that the plan is to trade him, but you know it takes two to tango, right? You need you, you need a dance partner. Uh, and last schedule release, I, I would say 10-11 wins. I, they're going to be pretty good. Being a practice, their depth is pretty awesome, and and their high end players are elite. So it's it comes down to the quarterback. Which, you know, is a major question mark. He could be, I don't think he can be great immediately, but I do think he could be solid immediately. But he could also be bad. So it's just a huge swing. But even if he was bad, their team would still be good enough. They would win eight, nine games. So Ray Liotta died, RIP. I I love, and I repeat, I love Mafia movies, Mafia television shows, anything Mafia, I'm in. I feel the same with cartels, but the the mafia Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. That that's just it's beyond a classic. I mean, it's I think it's one of the most well known movies in the history of movies. You know, and to me Ray Liotta's character in that, even with De Niro and Pesci, feels like Ray Liotta was a star. I'd be interested to hear your take on this. Does the AFC have four better quarterbacks than the entire NFC? Top to bottom, I'm thinking Mahomes, Carr, Herbert, Russ, over Rodgers, Brady, Stafford, and your choice of Cousins, Kyler, Dak. Keep up the content, my guy. Lock of the century is the Vikings to win the NFC North. I'd buy a farm, just bet it on that. (laughs) I would say that any time that you list starts with Brady and Rodgers, it's going to be hard for the other list to trump that. So Rodgers was the two-time defending MVP. If he hadn't won it, Tom Brady would have won it. So I, I I would lean. And Stafford won the Super Bowl MVP. Did he win the Super Bowl MVP? I think he did. No, I, no, Cup, Cooper Cup did. But Stafford, you know, was a top five, six quarterback last year, especially you know the end of the season and then in the playoffs. But I, I would take Rodgers, Brady, Stafford in your choice of any of those guys. Now, I'm not... The AFC quarterback's pretty good. My question, would you rather have a coach, alumni players, and assistants love, but in general isn't very good at the football stuff, Jesus, or a head coach that is good at the football stuff between the lines, but at the cost of some liking and hating the head coach? Same goes for players like Jimmy G. I think for all the hate Rodgers gets, he's ultimately loved by his teammates or even respected by them too. I think the key is... <laughs> Uh listen, this the kicker likes the coach, so if the coach is listening, he's a fan. He was just he was just laying out scenarios. Uh I, I think you just you look for the total package, right? You want a guy that's respected, you want a guy that can scheme, you want a guy that can manage, you want a guy that has presence. You you want it all. But that's they don't, you know, does Belichick without the Super Bowls like did he have a big presence in the nineties? Probably not. But he was a genius, he could relate to players, like being able to relate and talk to players is a big deal, right? When you're at the top of the food chain, you have to get along and be able to communicate with players. And then to gain the respect, you got to be able to scheme guys open, aka game plan, aka put them in positions to excel against the opponent. It's a very, very difficult job. Because like, if I'm manage- if I am the CEO of a company, ultimately, if we're making money and our product's working and the efficiency of our business is working, that's all that matters, right? Right? Where in football, I not only have to exceed on the bottom line in terms of wins and losses, but there's so much to that. Like if I have a great idea and I start a company, that idea might just transcend I could be a terrible manager. It might not matter. Right? You got to be better than the guy in WeWork. But you know, if you have a genius idea... Now, you could argue WeWork, the idea wasn't that kind of questionable. Wait, just office space? And you're going to become this $50 billion company just on people renting out office space like I'll just work from home game kind of changed on them but yeah it's it's just very difficult I think to be a good head coach but I I do think the presence charisma like that stuff matters You you don't have to be a great schemer but then it just puts pressure on you to hire good coaches and the pressure on you to hire good assistant coaches is big when you're not a great scheme guy Ravens defense is number one in the NFL best run defense last year and now we have more developed players we also have the best secondary in the league. Uh, yeah, your team's good. You know, I mean, there's no... If Lamar Jackson's healthy, you guys are a 11-12 win team. I'd pick you to win that uh, that division. So I'd, I'd feel pretty good about that. Thoughts on the Javon Kinlaw-Grant cone altercation tonight? Would love to hear about it on your and guys' podcast. Well, yeah, we put it on the other podcast. If you saw that story, one of the Niners... Guy that covers the team. And Javon Kinlaw, former first-rounder, got into it. (laughs) Kind of funny. But kind of not. Um, But yeah, you can go check that out. Relatively new listener, but a massive fan of your show. I was wondering what you make of the college football debacle going on with Saban calling out other coaches and the NIL kind of getting out of hand. Well, after we've had about a week to marinate on this, I think his number one message was trying to tell his own boosters that we are going to get lapped. You have to cut it's not just the quarterback. we have to spend money on every guy now. You got to pay to play. And they've listen, the SEC they've been paying to play before I was a alive. But paying to play when you just got to give some people some bags of 50, 60, thirty thousand dollars is a lot different than getting people in, incorporated with companies and paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars consistently. And that's what Texas and Texas A&M are able to do, and USC. It's why they're dominating right now. I would imagine that USC has the number one recruiting class in the country this upcoming year because the amount of money they're going to spend. And Texas or Texas A&M also do. It's going to be one of those three schools. A&M did last year. I would expect them to be one or two again. Why? They're paying to play. So I think Saban even admitted, like, I shouldn't have singled out schools. It wasn't as much about Jimbo just buying the players. Which, ironically, Jimbo denied. It's like, Jimbo, no one cares anymore. You're buying all the players. It's legal. Can we stop acting like this is weird? Why do guys push back? They're very uncomfortable about it still. But I think Nick's main problem is like, hey guys, I'm not going to be here that much longer. And if you guys want to maintain to be Alabama, you better we better figure out a way to get some companies involved and open our checkbook. Because the, the big boys, they are paying so much money. Now, ultimately, what's going to happen... There should be a cap. I mean, there's a cap in the NFL. Why wouldn't there be a cap in the NIL? There there has to be... Now, the problem, the pushback would be, well, there's no cap on Aaron Rodgers or Kyler Murray or Steph Curry, what they can earn outside of basketball. And that's ultimately what's happening here. But it's clearly... I, I wouldn't say it jumped the shark because, listen, it's just capitalism. But they, they have to find a way where everyone's kind of playing by the same rules and then let the cream rise, right? Like, if you're in... Uh, if you're in certain business, some businesses are better than the others, even though you all fall under the same regulations. And it, it feels like right now, some states are different than other states. They just got to find a way to get on the same page. And then again, the teams with the most money are going to win. Been a listener for years. Question for the pod. Would you consider doing a business-oriented podcast? At times in your show, when you talk about business, or have small little rants related to business, I love your takes. And I always think, man, I wish he would make a business-centric podcast. Would that ever be a thing? Well, I would never say never. So, you know, it's... I I think some of my rants and my takes are a little... You know, they don't take up that much time, right? I I, I try to incorporate business and real-life stuff because I live in real life. I love business. Me and my friends, we talk about revenue and taxes and expenses. Like, if... If you're if you're in my life, we talk about those things. So, and I know a lot of you that listen like are business centric people. That's Colin's audience. But you know, could I do an hour podcast on that? It would be it would be difficult. It would be much more difficult than it is for me to do the football and golf podcast while mixing in thoughts on that shit. Uh, Like I'm not just podcaster extraordinaire. I'm I'm putting putting out a lot of content right now. But I, I don't hate your idea. I have a YouTube page that has like 3,000 sub- subscribers, but I haven't really... I, I started messing with it like years ago, and I just stopped as this one took off. And I have another YouTube page for my other podcast. And so I haven't really messed with it. And I've always thought like it, it's underutilized. What should I use that for? And maybe I could just do something different there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm ne- I'm never a post. You're either growing or you're dying, right? So yeah, maybe I need to add some more takes and some other stuff. But I don't think like even today stock market's up. Elon and Twitter go out. Like I, I don't know if I could just consistently talk about business, like just the nitty gritty. Maybe I could. You know, forty five minutes, hour. It's harder. It's harder hard than looks. <laughs> but you're not crazy. What, what What would the name of the podcast be? Bald Bald Money. Would that be a good one? Bald Money. I actually kind of. I might write that down. Bald Money. Kind of like that. Uh, John, can we pump the brakes on Justin Herbert being some top five quarterback in the NFL? He has a losing record as a starter and has led the Chargers to 10th and 11th place finishes in the AFC. He seems to have a lot of talent, but quarterbacks are judged on winning big games, which he consistently does not. If I remember a QB in recent years with more hype surrounding him who has a losing record, also, where he has to play against good defenses, Bills, Broncos, Pats, he consistently falls short. Well, I hear you. And I think that is a fair argument to make. I would say this. They had a winner get-in game to get into the playoffs last year against the Raiders. And I'm going to see if I can pull up his stats in that game. I watched it. And my takeaway from that game was, he's the best player on this field. Justin Herbert is clearly the best player on this field. And what happened? They did not win the game. They lost it in overtime. But under no circumstances, and the other guy that he played just got a ton of money, that I think that Justin Herbert wasn't easily the best player in the game. So the game against the Raiders, Herbert threw for 383 yards and three touchdowns. But like if you watch him, I I don't think it's hard to dispute that he's not just an elite talent, he's an elite player. And when I say he's a top five quarterback, that's because I talk to my friends that see their rankings from their own team where they rank the league and they give guys grades and where he ranks relative to the league. Was it his fault that they had the worst run defense in the NFL last year? Their defense was atrocious. He was, he was fantastic last season. He threw thirty-eight touchdowns. Now he does turn the ball over too much. So I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, but he threw five thousand yards, he threw thirty-eight touchdowns, and he's a super high character guy who's awesome. He's at a franchise that consistently underachieves. Why? Owner's really cheap. But it, ain't, I don't put last year on him. I put last year on his coach, who was terrible when it mattered. No no one can argue that. Even to Brandon Saley's family go, yeah, Brandon could have done a better job. The playoffs are heating up, and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no-sweat same-game parlay each week. You'll get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play. And best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code COLLIN. Once again, that's promo code COLLIN. And if you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, you'll get up to $20 in free bets if your same-game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one 800 next or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org chat Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit fanduel.com RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770. Stop, Louisiana. Or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8777. Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369, New York, Tennessee Redline 1 800 888 9789, Tennessee 1 800 522 4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
0: Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance
1: for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at
0: americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role.
1: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it
2: quite often.
1: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Expectations for the Carolina Panthers this season. Not going to lie, I don't really have any, mainly because I don't really care. It feels like your franchise is kind of irrelevant right now, which is crazy because under Ron and Cam, you guys, you know, were kind of a uh, marquee might be strong, but you were definitely just a consistent playoff contender. You had a star player. You were a big deal in the league. And right now, you just don't feel a big deal in the league. Like John Middlecoff, who thinks about random stuff, I think about golf and football a decent amount of time in my life when I'm not actually doing golf and football stuff. I don't ever think about the Carolina Panthers. The Actually, the only way I think about the Carolina Panthers is when I think about how the Niners are going to trade Jimmy to them. Now, as I've talked about Sam Darnold, I would put... expect If you told me Sam Darnold resurrects his career, I'd say you have a chance. But like Matt Rule, it feels like he wants out. Your owner's kind of crazy. If Sam Darnold is not good and you don't trade for one of these quarterbacks, you're going to be screwed. McCaffrey's always injured. So I, I I would just set your expectation as a fan very low and anything that happens good is gravy. Because I don't know, man. I, I don't yeah I, I'm rooting for Sam Darnold and I want him to resurrect his career, but I, I wouldn't like put my own money on it. I wouldn't bet on it. I if I had to bet you guys are six win team and and Matt Rule's coaching shit, you know. Penn State. I mean, I I, obviously he's got James Franklin's got a long contract, but you know he's coaching you know wherever next year Boston College. Uh, He's probably better than that, but you know what I mean. He's coaching a power five team next year. That 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 would be if I was a betting man, I would say Matt Rule's coaching in college next year. So that tells you what my expectations are for your team. You got to hit up Cabo. Great golf, fun town, good vibes, pretty affordable. Blue collar boys. (laughs) I do. I mean, everyone. A lot of people talk up Cabo. I was texting my buddy Ryan Fry yesterday. His uh, his wife, who I went to Cal Poly with Mona, I went to Cal Poly with Ryan too, is they're going to Cabo Saturday. I'm like, what are you going for? Family vacation? She's like, no, her company retreat. I'm like, shit, company retreat in Cabo? Pretty good. You know, everyone tells me the tech sector, they're all falling apart. Some of these tech companies, you know, they go retreats, Cabo San Lucas. I've never been. God, it just sounds... I would love to go. You have Doug. Go- you and Doug Goblieb are my favorite NFL talking heads. You make my job as a Domino's delivery driver so much more bearable. I love a good Domino's pizza. My question is about college football NIL. We recently saw Saban call out a few programs buying players. Do you think the status quo of the current college football leaders, Bama, Ohio State, LSU, etc., become generally threatened by schools that traditionally have worse football programs but have the money now? And now the legal means through NIL to recruit top players that would have otherwise gone to Alabama and the other top schools prior to NIL. Do you think Bama stays on top? Uh, Or they, you know, I I know we kind of just talked about this. I don't think they necessarily feel threatened. Like Saban, whether they're not quite paying as much, is still going to get elite players. Because you go there, you win, and then you go to the league. Ultimately, you make more money in the league than you do in NIL. But I do think he's pissed off and again, we're all selfish, is this is now a disadvantage for him. His program doesn't have as much money as Texas A&M's program. So if all things are equal, the five-star guy for the last decade, even factoring in Jimbo, would choose Nick Saban over Jimbo for 95% of the time, right? Well, now with money, he's losing those guys to Jimbo. So I think Nick was 100% selfish saying that part of it is like, whether it's Jimbo or whether it's another program that has more money than us, we're going to be at a disadvantage. So I, I, I think yeah, it's thre- they're threatened. You know, L- LSU is just not going to have the money that USC has. So when the number one player in L- in Louisiana coming out of high school, if Lincoln Riley wants that guy and can give him four million dollars, and LSU can't, they're going to lose out, and Brian Kelly's going to get mad. So I, I just think it's it's all selfish. It's not because these guys don't care how much money the guys get. It's more just does my program have the money to pay them. I've never seen a sport, a uh, long time listener first time trying to get into the weekend mailbag. I've never seen a podcast answer listener questions like this. I think it's really cool. My question is about Mac Jones, also known as McCorkle. I feel like since the Patriots are a boring team right now, the media doesn't cover the topic a lot. Do you see Mac as a potential franchise quarterback, merely a bridge quarterback who can win us nine, 10 games? I think his ceiling is kind of Kirk Cousins-ish. And as you see, if you have a good team with Kirk Cousins, you can go to the playoffs. As you saw with Mac Jones, they had a good team around him. They went to the playoffs. My issue with the Patriots is not, honestly, Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones can be somewhere between 12 to 16 as a quarterback. My problem is Josh McDaniels is gone. Joe Judge, Matt Patricia? That's who he's depending on to call his plays? I I think that's pretty crazy. I think that's my problem with their situation. Is who's coaching him? Joe Judge is his quarterback coach? Joe Judge. They went from having Dante Scarnecchia, who was my uncle's roommate when they played at Taft Junior College a long, long time ago. I think in the early 70s. And who's the greatest offensive line coach of all time? Dante Scarnecchia. I, whenever I run into the combine, I tell him I'm Lou Amendola's nephew. He always lit up and would talk to me. Dante is a legend. But here's the problem. Dante's gone. So Brady was always protected by Dante and his crew. Now Matt Patricia is coaching the, the, the offensive line? Say that out loud. Uh, you know what's crazy about the Pats? Max, the least of my worries. I'd be like, yeah, Matt Mac, be fine. I, I don't trust the Joe Judge. I don't trust the offensive line and Patricia. Obviously, their talent around them's is not great. Love the hoodie. I, Bill has brought me so much joy as just a fan of sports over the years, uh, just his whole deal. I think it's over, man. I, I, and I know historically, you shorted the Patriots. You look like idiots, but I, I'm shorting them. And it's not because of Bill. It's because of those two guys. Uh... Explain to me why the Broncos hype train is so much bigger than the Chargers right now. Is it the coward effect? My money is on Justin Herbert, that division. I see close to the end, prime Russell Wilson coming in the third in the AFC West. I'm not even a Chargers fan. I just don't get the Russell Wilson craziness. Well, you know, historically, he's an incredible player. So if you give him a little bit of a pass last year, he got mallet finger, their team wasn't as good, and you put him on a team that has much more talent than he had in Seattle, you go... They should be pretty good. But I'm with you to assume that the Broncos are going to dominate is you're betting on Russell Wilson. Because it could easily go the other way. First-time head coach, even a lot of their good players on the Broncos have never been a part of winning. Russell has, but like Bradley Chubb hasn't. Jerry Judy in the NFL hasn't. Corlin Sutton hasn't. Right? Garrett Bowles hasn't. So you get a bunch of guys that... Do they know how... To win playoff level games, which the Broncos are just going to play in a lot during the regular season, because every game is going to matter for them. You'd be like, "Well, every game matters for everybody." Yeah, not, not really for the bad teams. It doesn't. When you're trying to make the playoffs, like you play in the Chiefs, you play in the Chargers. Those games are big. The Chargers roster to me is better. And if I had to choose a quarterback this year, I would take Justin Herbert over Russell Wilson. But I'm also a Russell Wilson fan. Like I, I'm not necessarily in the business of betting against them. But I'm not. I'm not anointing them. To me, they're a wild card team. That'll probably be my pick as we get closer to the league the year. But I, I'm not as bullish. I know Coward, Coward loves Russell. I mean, that's his guy. You know, you, you could just be like, who's my guy? Might be Herbert, but the problem is I don't trust his coach. So it's it's hard to root for a player when I'm kind of rooting against the coach. I'm not even rooting against Brandon Staley. I just don't trust him. Uh, but I hear you. Recently started listening and I love the pod. Heard your take on Deshaun Watson. My first thought was what about innocent until proven guilty? I understand there are allegations and responsibilities for the league, but people can throw out these. Accusations with no consequences, so why should we have consequence for possible fake accusations? Well, here's the thing. We know he was having sex with the massage therapist. And having sex is not a crime. I've said that over and over. Where I come from, we celebrate it. Everyone wants to have it. Everyone eventually talks about it. It literally makes the world go round. The problem for Deshaun Watson is... He was known as a super high character guy, and he was banging every massage therapist in the state of Texas. And some of these women, I think it's fair to say, left crying. He admitted that. He said in the deposition, the chick left crying. Like, that happened. Now, you don't have to, you know, we've hell, you, anyone's dated anyone, let alone been married. People cry. So that that's not a crime either. But to me, I, I'm not saying the guy should go to jail or not. I got no clue. I'm not a lawyer. No one was there but him and these chicks. But, from a league standpoint, you put your career and the, the shield in jeopardy when you made this decision to sleep with all these chicks. Like, a lot of people get massage, have massage therapists. They're not banging them. That's just a reality. Now, I'm not saying that it's never happened before. But this guy, it was every single one. As he had a girlfriend. Again, not a crime. But, like, I have no problem with the NFL suspending him. Based on the information that we already have. For a long time. Because it was just dumb. Like, part of being a quarterback is decision making. And putting yourself in in advantageous situations for positive things to happen. And this would be the complete opposite of that. Because let's face it. This is a shit sandwich right now for the guy. And again, he keeps admitting, like, we slept together. She was crying. Things happened. So... I, I don't, no one's saying, I, I'm not, I don't care, payouts, whatever. But bottom line, the situation is a situation. Like, the facts are the facts. He's admitted to them. And it, it ain't a good look. And being suspended is about being a good look. Going to jail is about something different. But, like, you get suspended for bad looks in the NFL. Thoughts on the UC Davis mascot change? Look forward to your take on this one. Love the pod, can't wait for football. So I think what happened is UC Davis... Where I grew up was called the Aggies. And their their mascot forever, no one really cares about this, if you're was a horse. I think they changed it to a cow. People used to make fun that the Davis a cow town. I, I don't think it's that crazy. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I just call them the UC Davis Aggies. I don't even know what Aggies mean, but UC Davis Aggies, home of uh, my dad went there. Dalton from Louisiana. Question for the bag. Love the pod and keep doing your thing. Know you're more of a football guy, but do you see uh, what do you see as the Pelican ceiling next year if Zion can get healthy? Nice core in my eyes, and love the young guys. Love the pod and keep it up, man. If that question doesn't fit the pod, if you think the Saints ceiling, if Michael Thomas is right and Jameis Winston plays well. Well, to me, Zion, who I I loved watching the Duke. Remember, to me, his most famous play at Duke Was a blocked three point shot where that fucking guy leaped from like the block and ended up out of bounds and blocked. It It was, it's gotta be. I mean, I'm sure he had some dunks, but to me, that's his favorite college play. What was the knock on him last year when he was having like his all NBA season? He doesn't play any defense anymore. He just becomes an offense only guy, like he's James Harden or something. To me, if Zion played defense as well, just tried on defense, He'd be an elite player, and your team would be a dominant squad. What happened to the Mavericks this year? Jason Kidd's like, yeah, we need Luka to try on defense a little bit in the playoffs. Luka started trying a little bit, and now they're in the Western Conference Finals. By the time you listen to this, the Warriors probably beat him, but you know what I mean. So your ceiling's high. You got rid of Fraud Van Gundy, who's stolen from every team. He's, you know, it's employed in the last two times, so that's a positive. But it's on Zion. Like, Zion balloons to 300 pounds. Like, that's kind of a problem, you know? Does he want to be, I mean, maybe he'll just be Charles Barkley, who's an all-time great player. But it did feel like Zion's ceiling was like, he could be one of the great players of all time. But to become one of the great players of all time, whether it's football, basketball, golf, high-lie, you know, ping-pong, it's on you as much as it is on a coach or a manager. Like, you got to want it. It's got to burn. I'd say to be great at anything, it's got to burn deep down. Because if it doesn't, like, you'll eventually hit a ceiling, hit a cap. So, I was a huge... Zion's one of my favorite college players of the last, like, 20 20 years. But what he became was kind of disappointing. And this year was kind of a disaster. The Saints... My issue with you guys is the coach. It's hard for me to bet on Dennis Allen. Uh, Love the pod. Been listening for a while now. Big Tom Brady fan. After seeing the Bucs' schedule, what is a realistic prediction for them? I could see 12-5 and or 13-4. and Do you think they added enough on defense? Or will they start... Will they just be okay at the start without Chris Godwin? I know your golf and friend is starting a golf app that will soon include betting with friends. I love... And a fr- oh, your friend is. It's called Putt for Dough. Appreciate you if you gave it a shout out. That's a pretty good app name. Putt for Dough. I like that one. Because you, you drive for show, putt for dough. Uh, what was your question? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think 12 and 5 is pretty realistic. I mean, their team's still loaded. If he plays like he did last year, you guys are going to be... I don't know if you're a Bucks fan, but if you're a Tom fan, I think he'll be excellent. I, I, it's hard for me to see Tom Brady not playing well. Like Peyton Manning, when it happened, it was terrible. Tom Brady has looked completely normal for all of his 40s. Not just normal, he's looked elite. What are your thoughts on the starters playing in the preseason? I personally think they don't need to play. There is no reason to risk them getting injured. Yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I, I guess I would just do the Sean McVay thing. I, I wouldn't play any of my good players. But I do think the young players, like for the Niners, for example, does Trey Lance play in the preseason? If he's my starting quarterback, would I just start week one against the Bears? Just go out there, kid. I know you've only played three games in the last five years or whatever it is. Like, what's the balance? Ike, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, you know, hell, Micah Parsons. I get it. Fletcher Cox. We can go around. We know the guys. But I do think there's a balance with younger players getting them some reps. Uh, but I, I I would say that I've been converted to Sean McVay with any veteran player. Which to me, that's probably past like a third-year guy who's a stud or a good starter. But to me, if I have an open competition, I, I, I'm not opposed to it. Because ultimately, football, I can get hurt training. I can get hurt lifting weights. I, I can get hurt playing football. You can get hurt doing anything. So it's like, if you're always going to play that game, now, let's face it, y- you feel less shitty Not that you don't feel terrible when a guy gets hurt in practice. There's nothing worse than a guy getting hurt in a preseason game. Guy getting hurt in the preseason game, it it just doesn't get any worse. I mean, it's like, it'd be like, you know, when someone hands you a dinner plate and you just drop it on the ground, and then you just have no dinner. It's like, you just feel helpless. You don't even know what to do. All the food's on the floor, and the floor's dirty. You just lose the guy. You're like, uh, what? I just lost my starting right tackle for the season in the first quarter playing the Texans in middle of August. But I'd also say like you, if you do a joint practice, guys get hurt. You know, it's just, it's a hard part about football. You can get hurt doing anything. It's doing squats, training, in OTAs. So I, it's it's a hard balance. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm more Sean McVay now for sure. Adios. Hopefully you enjoyed the mailbag. Keep shooting me mailbag questions at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs. Talk to everyone soon. Peace. <laughs>